What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to our latest episode of our 9 a.m. Sunday experience, recorded live at our location in Vancouver, B.C. So come on in and enjoy a powerful right now word brought to you by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy. Once again, I pray that this word is a word for you. Um, there's the end of the year, so we can recap the whole year. We could do that. We're going to do that New Year's Eve. We're going to have some more highlights for you. And I'm like, God, what do you say on the last Sunday of the year? And so I'm going to take a stab at it. Maybe it'll work for you. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Um, one thing I do know is that this word is meant to um, rain on your soul. It's meant to encourage you. It's meant to rain on the soil of your being. It's meant to encourage you. And so I hope you have ears to hear as we stab at this. The title of today, if there was a title, I just made one up. So we'll see if it, if it matches. If the title don't match the message, then give it your own title. Amen. So this morning, I'm going to deal with a topic called Shifting Winds. Shifting Winds. And um, the idea of this message, I think, is um, I want to end this year kind of in the same vein we've been dealing with. But I kind of want you guys to understand that seasons does not determine or decide or change God's promise. See, we for sure ending this year in a place we never thought we would be this time last year. But you notice God's promises have not changed. But so much of our mindset is based on seasons. Even in the church, we always talking about it's a season. Wait till I get to the next season. It's a new season. Those are all God works in seasons. But God's word and promises are not determined by seasons. God uses seasons. Seasons don't use God. But oftentimes seasons use his people. Therefore, we are wavering, which he tells us that we should not be wavering. But if we shift every time a season shift, guess what you are? A waverer. So my first statement to you this morning is stop marrying seasons. Man, if y'all don't take no notes at the end of this year, you're going to go into next year a fool. Stop marrying what? Seasons. (laughs) We, we, Troy, we, uh. We will enter a season. The moment we've detected we're in a new season or a prolonged season or whatever it may be, we will brace ourselves as though that season is going to be for the next three, four, five, six, seven months. And what we fail to do or realize is that the moment you shift everything in your life based on the season, it will be harder for you to determine when the season is over. So some of us are in seasons longer than we should because what we've done is allow the season to make us adjust to it instead of making the season fit us. 
Yeah, how, how do you do that? You make a season fit you because you stand on the word God gave you. Do you know that God in December 31st, 2019 gave LoveQuest a word, but then seasons what? Shifted, and guess what? We are here because we didn't allow a pandemic to shift the word. Yeah, but that has to flow into your personal life. Because let me tell you something. Seasons is coming. And just like our four seasons that shift every three months, supposedly. uh, What going to happen to you? What's that word? Climate. What's going to happen to you when global warming hits your personal life? I'm not talking what happens when the world's global warming hits your life. I'm speaking spiritual global warming. It's going to happen because just the same stuff that causes global warming literally is the same stuff that causes global warming in your life spiritually. You're going to be around contaminating people. You're in a contaminated world. You watch contaminated stuff. You hear contaminated stuff. And if we was real, we say contaminated stuff. (laughs) So how do you adjust? Do you adjust? Stop marrying seasons because they're meant to come and go. I'll say it again. Stop marrying seasons because they're meant to what? Come and what? Go. The disciples married the storm and thought that it was going to take them out. Lost focus on all that Jesus had taught them up to that point. And then Jesus rises up and says, oh no, you are not about to shape my fear or my faith. Calm down. He spoke to the storm, he said. Speak to the mountain. So what happens when your kids... See, this is what you got to understand. You're not in control of the season because you could be doing good, but something can happen to your kids that totally shift your life. Something can happen to your parents that totally shift your life. Something can happen at your job. We was all doing good, and then a disease hit the world. So this is the stupidity in trying to have control in life. There is too many. Let me tell you, you ready for this? You ready for this? I'm going to jump ahead. You are not the only creation that have a purpose. And so what you have to understand is that we're all on this busy highway heading to the end. And some people in the same lane, same highway is going the opposite direction running from predestinated stuff. And guess what? By default, disease, discouragement, persecution, misunderstanding, Poverty, it all impacts us. Because of certain economic classes, because of homelessness, because of drug addiction, guess what? We get taxed. So guess what? In every area of your life, guess what? You're going to get taxed by just living. (laughs) And if we allow uh, seasons to shape our life, we're going to have a frustrating life. You can't stop death. You can't stop climate change. You can't stop 
no matter how much a good driver you are, guess what? See, I'm cool driving. But it's other people you got to look out for. You can't just be in your car and be like, oh, well, I got insurance. No, I don't want to go through. I don't want to pull over on the road and exchange information. I don't want to do all that. Listen, insurance is not permission to get in accidents. Insurance is a just in case. It's not a license to be reckless. Health insurance is not a license to get sick. <laughs> yeah. Stop marrying seasons because seasons will disappoint you. You can't even marry blessed seasons. Ooh, this is the no, you can't marry blessed season either. Guess what? Because what happened when the blessed season shift? What happens when the first, when that seven years of prosperity was because seven years of famine was coming? You can't, he said, you can't marry those seven years of wealth and spend, 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 spend. He said, no, God is doing this in this season to prepare you for the next seven years. So what happens when you're in a season of preparation and you thought it was supposed to be a season of celebration, a season of, you know, professional sports understand this. They real. They like, you know what? We ain't getting to no championship. We may not get to the playoffs. This is going to be a rebuilding year. Preaching already. Preaching already. We don't like it. We don't like rebuilding years because we too cocky. We supposed to be stars. Rebuilding years humble you for championships. If you're not willing to go through rebuilding, you ain't ready to be no champ. Stephen Curry, they just had to rebuild, and then you get Clay Thompson back, and then in spring training, he gets hurt again to be out. What happens when the unexpected? What happens when the person next to you, you married, but they ain't willing to go in the next season with you? You started a business with somebody because both of y'all was prospering in this season. What happens when you make your parents your God? What happens when you make your job your God? And when it's time to separate from it, you can't see yourself in life without it. Parents are given to you for a season. Jobs are given to you for a season. Pastors are given to you for a season. Your job is given to you for a season. Friends for a season. And you put all your hope in that. And the only one that never changes is God. What happens when all your seasons prosper despite your trials, tests, and temptations? I'm, 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 I'm alluding to a scripture where he says, every season you shall prosper. So if every season I shall prosper, but also every season is full of good and challenging, then why would I allow a season that changes to change my stance? Because what he tells me, we often look at every season we shall prosper. It's like, yeah, 
blessed. But you don't realize what he's saying, Troy. He's saying every season has challenges. This is what makes the promise even sweeter. Is that you will prosper despite what the season throws at you. That's called the gospel. So when you're in a season that seems so hard, guess what God promises you? You should prosper in that. And there's this consistent growth. This is why perseverance and endurance is vital so that in the end you will lack nothing. You don't get to perpetual blessing without going through some challenges. Listen to what I'm saying. You will always be blessed. But I'm talking about the Psalm 1-3. Leaves never wither. Bless every season. Lack nothing. How do you get there? It's not because he promised it. It's because you walk in his promise. It's because you choose not to let the winds and the waves toss you to and fro side to side wavering from what he told you <laughs> children will disappoint friends will disappoint let me tell you something this is how cool it is or cold it is the same people in situations that you allow to talk to, to adjust your life or or, or deter you they will not show up with you in heaven every last one of us will show up before the Lord parentless spoutless spouseless and childrenless and jobless you will be unemployed in heaven <laughs> and all these things we worry about he tells us to pray heaven on earth but the stuff that we allow to dictate our joy. Yes, easier said than done. This is the hard part about preaching, and this is why many people don't want to. <laughs> because despite, you have to preach this thing. Easier said than done. Perpetual prosperity. Is based on your perspective, your perseverance, and your posture. Perpetual prosperity is based on your perspective, your perseverance, and your posture. Write it down. Seasons are to serve you as you serve God. Seasons are to serve you. See, 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 Michael, we, the snow serves skiers. Skiers don't serve snow. I had somebody that was supposed to get something to me the other day. Two days later, I was like, where, 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 where it is? He said, how many ever inches of snow? I, he, I forget the number he gave. Hit the hills. We couldn't pass that up. <laughs> See, the snow fell and presented them a day that was unusual. 
they took advantage of the season how many of you let seasons take advantage of you how you doing Troy well you know pastor we just going through just one of them seasons you know but we gonna hold on because I know next season gonna be gonna be it's gonna be all worth it I know when I get through this then whatever's next is gonna be better than what I'm in now but top athletes see that that loss they just went through but they played hard was good to prepare them for a championship some losses are great perspective and so what happens is what I've learned when I come to Canada the rain and the snow doesn't stop people from going outside I see people running in the rain I see soccer in the rain you look at professional sports they playing football in the snow oof so what that lets me know is that the same way that there are seasonal clothing so that you could still go about there's chains for your tires so you can still what drive in the snow right there's tires for the rain there are certain things that you got to do there may be certain seasons where you got to drive slower if I go out running in the rain, I might need to wear something at night in the rain that has reflectors on it. <laughs> but the season doesn't stop my production. The season does not stop the football game. There's, there's, you get that yawn out, Adam, go ahead, buddy. It's a season of sleepy right now. Hey, Amen. Go ahead. Now, look. Amen. Amen. <laughs> like, like we got 2,000 people in here, right? <laughs> Amen. Um, so we have to understand this. And God does not care anything about your feelings. Just like I could look out my window. I, I felt, I felt, I'm not guilty. I felt empowered. Driving home. First thing you know, I'm not going running today. It's rain. They make shoes. They make running shoes for the rain. Just got my wife some. So even when I went out running in some shoes in the rain, stepped in the puddle, socks wet now. See, the issue is we don't have seasonal clothing. So therefore, if it's raining, I can't run. I can't run. I can't go out running. I can't exercise in the rain. Okay. So watch them other healthy people keep running in their raincoat. How you going to care about getting wet in the rain and you going to hop in the shower for 30 minutes? See, mindsets, 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 mindsets. Mindsets. 
And then I love watching football in the snow, their mindset, sorry, their mindset. Some players love playing in the snow. See, the snow only presents certain conditions. It makes it slippery. It makes it harder to see. And any competitor loves those conditions. Some shooters shoot in the dark. They practice with the lights off. Because if you can make it with the lights off. See, because there's things that you have to train beyond what the eyes can see. We only like to train what our eyes can see. And then when we enter seasons that we can't see, we don't have eyes to see. He said. Here's a question for you. What's a bad season to God? Here's the war. The Savior lives in you. And the Savior has purchased you. And the Savior desires to live through you. Here you are presented with an opportunity and you call it a bad season you sit down when Jesus says stand up you're in a battle that Jesus is ready to fight and prove his father's love you're saying Jesus this no I'm not going to let you use this body the Lord didn't die and say now you go on and carry your cross by yourself Jesus is helping men all over the world carry their cross just like he was helped. So Jesus understands what it takes, what it feels like to have some, to be needing help to carry a cross. So I want to encourage you to, and I want you to yell it out with me. Say, don't faint. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, don't faint. Go ahead, write it in the comments. Say, don't faint. The trajectory, the trajectory is shifting. The soil is turning. The paradigm is shifting. And the momentum is turning in your favor. Don't faint. Stop being a believer that's looking for resistance-free life. Resistance builds character. Resistance builds strength. Resistance builds wisdom. Everybody want wisdom. But don't nobody want to go through nothing that takes to apply wisdom. The Lord says if you have need for wisdom, ask and I give it to you. But how often are we avoiding things that we will need his wisdom? Stop getting involved. You ready? Write it down. Stop getting involved in stuff you can Google to get wisdom for. The trajectory is shifting. I receive it. 
The soil is turning, I receive it. The paradigm is shifting, I receive it. The momentum is turning in your favor. It is the break of dawn. 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 Look at this word, dawn. It's to begin to grow light as the sun rises. It is to begin to grow light as the sun rises. It's not the sun, it's a, it is a byproduct of the sun rising upon you. You say a what? Shine. It is to begin to appear or develop a new era is dawning. It is to begin to appear or develop begin. See, we're ending a year, and although the year is ending, we're actually beginning a new era. We're stepping into a new era. It's a new day. It is not just a new season. It is a new era. New type of believer, new era of soldiers, a new era of mindset, a new era of faith, a new era of revival, a new era of miracles, a new era of songwriting, a new era of increase. It's a new era. <laughs> it is to begin to be perceived or understood like that just dawned on me. See, the crack of dawn is speaking of suddenlies. There's something rising in a suddenly pattern, and then folks going to be like, like, like you look at Justin Bieber, you look at all these overnight one-hit wonders, and now when you go check their history, Justin Bieber and his mama was sitting outside on the, on the steps out here in Canada playing that guitar for a long time. He was playing guitar despite people walking past them, despite people overlooking them, and despite people saying, you too young, despite they was out there still playing, despite the season, out there playing in the rain, playing Christmas, playing spring break playing summer and then the world was presented this this phenom this young star but he didn't get there overnight and I don't know who I'm talking to but for some people their jealousy is going to come because they're going to think it happened overnight but they don't know the cost they don't know the price, they don't know the tears, they don't know the suffering, they don't know how much you've endured through loss, they don't understand the books you've read, the prayers you've cried out, they don't understand the sleepless nights, they don't understand the reps you put in to be the greatest shooter of all time, they don't know. <laughs> and he says, the first appearance of light in the morning, follow by sunrise, he you know when you wake up, the sun ain't up, but the sky is lit. It, it ain't as bright as it's gonna be, but there's a sign that the night is over. <sighs> 2020, let me tell you, it don't look as bright as it's gonna be, but I'm telling you, the night is over in Jesus' name. The night is over in Jesus' name. Come on, say in Jesus' name. Yeah. There's always that temptation to go back to sleep because some mindsets say, oh, I still got a few more hours of sleep because it ain't 
really daytime. No, it's the crack of dawn. It's the best time to get up. That's when wealthy people get up. They go to the gym. They make their smoothies and they 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 get their exercise. See, 2021 coming. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is what you gotta understand. 2021 coming, and whatever, whatever is whatever God is gonna pour out is gonna take great stewardship. And eyes to see. <laughs> that means you there's patterns that have to, you know how the weather pattern changes? If the weather pattern changed, then you have to adjust too. You can't be you can't be selling no ship. The same way you was 15 minutes ago. If 15 minutes later the weather pattern shifted, the wind has shifted. (laughs) Shifting winds. You can't go in the next year selling your boat the same way. Yeah, we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that. We just want blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. (laughs) The day is breaking. The Lord is invested in your breaking through. And you're breaking forth. He is invested. Um, uh, um, the, the, the time is now. The time is right. The fullness of time for your bloodline has come. It has, it has hit a circle. It is ready for a new era of children, a new era of people in your bloodline. I'm telling you, a new era of mindsets in your bloodline. I'm telling you, you are one of the first breeds of first of your kind in your bloodline. It don't mean your mama wasn't great, your daddy wasn't great, but they showing of your kind. They're not the same. Please give your parents honor. Please give your pastors honor. Please give those that have went before you honor. But it was, it was, it was a first Billy Graham. It was a first Marilyn Kumi. It was a first Martin Luther King. Don't mean his daddy wasn't great. Doesn't mean that there wasn't other pastors before. But show what no pastor like him. Show what no social justice leader like him. Show ain't no prophet like you. Show ain't no gifts of miracles in you like it was. No, no, no. There you are the first of your kind. Yeah, the glory of the Lord is looking to abide within you and arise upon you. Write it down. It's not meant for everybody in your bloodline to struggle. If someone has the audacity to do their part. You know what this means? You know you ready for this, Troy? You ready for this? Effie, you ready for this? Listen, listen. Just because you're a new kind in a new era doesn't mean you won't have issues. But you will be the first of its kind to handle the issues in a fresh way. <laughs> you're going to have some new issues. Right, you know, you got broke issues, then you got rich people issues. Right, when you go from broke to rich overnight, guess what? You got a whole new issues. You go, you go from by yourself, nobody wanting to call you, to all of a sudden all, all kind of cousins and aunties want to be a part of your life now. You go from one level of issue to another level of issue. That's why you got to shift. Because the wind blows all kinds of stuff into your life. The wind bl- blows Dorito bags on your porch and you like how does this get here the wind 
you are going to do your part by number one, repenting, turning. Number two, you're going to stand longer. Standing is not merely reading your Bible and going to church. Standing has to do with how you respond. Number three, you ready for this, Sion? You, Michael, you, Daniela, you, Bernadette, you, Troy, you, all of you, you are going to be bent on creating generational momentum. You're not just trying to gain momentum for the next season or to end the year or to begin a new year. You are, God is big, man. He got generations on his mind. So so forget little spurts, see seasonal momentum. No, generational momentum. See, if your soul is wealthy, no different than if a wealthy, a wealthy person well, from that point, if they steward their wealth right, every, every generational forward in that bloodline will be wealthy. So if you do what it takes to have a wealthy soul, every generation after you will have a wealthy soul. Generational momentum. order to create generational momentum you have to be the one that slows down and kill generational unhealthy cycles it's not a by faith thing this is an intentional thing yeah you can't you can't let that same anger that gripped your daddy grip you you can't respond to your mama to your husband like you like she did. You, you can't be done. The divorce is off, off the table. You have to make different decisions than those that have went before you, whatever they may be. And let me tell you, if, if you look close enough, every generation has some little nag in a sweater. And maybe they were so good parents, they kept every nag from you. There's some families, there's some conversations that's off the table. We're not talking about that. But whatever it is for you, say yes to it all. You got to say yes to it all. Don't waste time trying to negotiate with God. Listen, seeking understanding is different than negotiating. willing to be set apart be willing to be set apart all right let me give you some scripture acts 1 verse 6 tpt every time they were gathered together they asked jesus lord is it the time now for you to free israel and restore our kingdom is it time now 
this is, this is what somebody that kept, that kept calling me, Pastor, what do, you, what do you think about end times? You know, there's a lot of videos going around, and there's, we're in the end times. And it's crazy because these disciples, Troy, were doing the same thing. And the Lord said, take, take them to this. Text them this. I ain't heard from them since. What do you think, Pastor, about the end times? This is what they asked Jesus. Jesus, what do you think? When, 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 when we going to see this thing? Is, are we there? Verse 7, he said, he answered, the Father is the one who sets the fixed dates and times of their fulfillment. You are not permitted to know the timing of all that. He has prepared by his own authority. And you got too many Christians walking around talking about it's the end times. Oh my God, we about to get the mark of the beast. Don't get the vaccine. It's the mark of the beast. Oh. Yeah, I will, I'll tell you, that's, that might be Christian, but that ain't Jesus. Because Jesus told you what he thought about you being concerned about when he was coming back. He don't even know. So why are you trying to figure it out? All you YouTube Christians that are chasing miracles and signs and wonders. He said, where's the kingdom coming from? North, south, east, west? He said, no. Why are you concerned about, man? The kingdom is within you. All you sensations, all, all you spiritually, spirit seekers, you're looking for a miracle. You're looking for a sign because you don't want to commit by walk by faith. So you need evidence. Thomas, let you waking up this morning be the hole in Jesus' hands. Why God got to keep proving himself to you? Why you need to see somebody shaking at the altar for you to know God is in the house? If you base it on that, Jesus, I wonder what your day looked like when you don't see somebody shaking. He says, the father is the one who sets the fixed dates. But what you guys got to see under here is he's talking about seasons. When is the season you're going to show up for me? When the season that blessing you promised coming through? When that loan coming through? Where the mailman at? Are they getting bagged up? You got that many blessings, Lord? I got to get mine delayed? J. Iris, woman with the issue of blood. No, you notice J. Iris didn't stop walking with Jesus because he paused for somebody else's miracle. <laughs> he realized that it was in him supporting someone else's deliverance. He was going to see his. He said, he said, the father is the one who sets the fixed dates and the times of their fulfillment. You are not permitted to know the timing of all that he has prepared by his own authority. You are not permitted to know when that booming breakthrough is coming. You are not permitted to know when that sickness may leave. All your job is he going to tell you in verse eight. But I promise you this. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be filled with what? Power. 
and you will be my messengers to Jerusalem throughout Judea the distant provinces even to the remotest places on earth what you should be concerned about is souls those that are out there that is worried about when Jesus comes back he says don't worry about when I come back just make sure people ready for when I come back I'm empowering you to occupy I'm empowering you to get people ready for my return spirit of Elijah Elijah wasn't concerned clearly he just got caught up see that you see that you you see that he just got caught up and that's the same way Jesus is going to come back like a thief in the night like just I'm here Elisha was preparing for him to die not disappear (laughs) I don't know but I don't have all the answers and this is our mindset has to be I don't have all the answers I don't have all the answers seasons come seasons go people come people go God blesses us with parents God blesses us and then the baton gets passed on he says don't be concerned with all these things but one thing I do know oh God when you went forth before Psalm 68 verse 7 when you went forth before your people when you march through the wilderness oh God when you went forth before your people when you march through the wilderness I love David man he just like David is man David went through but his mindset was always on the goodness of God that's a Davidic worshiper like God I don't have the answers but I know you good verse 7 says he answered the father is the one who sets the fixed dates I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry you oh God verse 9 you oh God did send a plentiful rain you did restore and confirm your heritage when it languishes and was weary he said Lord you you sent the plentiful rain You the one restored and confirmed your heritage. God, what I do know is no matter what you're going through, God will restore and confirm. He will restore and confirm. I don't, again, I don't know the time. I don't know the day. I don't know the, 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 the all of a sudden moment, but I know I am to be ready for that moment. I, my first time worshiping and lifting my hands is not going to be when that, that, that suddenly moment comes. See, Paul, see, the blessing found, the breakthrough found Paul and Silas worshiping. It didn't find them praying, asking for breakthrough. They were worshiping the Lord of the breakthrough. And when you worship him for who he is, he will manifest who he is. And whenever he manifests who he is, you will experience what you need. Oh, man. Verse 20, God is to us a God of deliverance is. <laughs> Woo! He is a God of deliverance.
sins and salvation. He didn't die just so you could receive him. He's here to deliver you from your trouble, man. And to God, the Lord belongs escape. It says, and to God, the Lord belongs escape from death. Escape from death belongs to him. Verse 25, I love this part. Uh, the singers go in front. The players on instruments last. See that, Michael? The players on instruments, the singers go in front. The players on instruments last. God is committed to his players. Player, player. There is no war won without worship. That's why it says he's looking for those that worship him in spirit and in truth. Between them, maidens are playing on tambourines. In verse 28, you, God, has commanded your strength, your might in his service and impenetrable hardness to temptation. Oh, God, display your might and strength, what you have wrought for us. Psalm 103 says, with my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? You kissed my heart with forgiveness. In spite of all I've done, you've healed me inside and out from every disease. Despite all I've done. I love, man, David, David, David. You see why he a God, a man after God's own heart. <laughs> you've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. You've done all this and you've granted me the pleasure or the opportunity. You've granted me the privilege to go through like you went through. You know, there's a lot of sons who, when they have successful fathers and they're great husbands and they're hardworking men, to make their dad proud, to be like their father, doesn't mean same career, but to work as hard and to keep a family together as, as much is, is a goal to any son. And one thing that you learn from hardworking mom and hardworking dad is it came with hardships. I look at Vancouver and I look at Canada, how many parents, what they had to go through to present their children, an amazing, I'm talking about immigrants, what they had to do to get here to present their, their children. So, so, so you hear this? A better opportunity wasn't the only thing presented or passed on, Troy, but also the privilege to present the next generation an even greater opportunity. And so you somehow feel that your parents had to go through hardship to get you a better opportunity, but somehow you don't have to go through. No, their sacrifice didn't deliver you from hardship. They just gave you a pattern, a model, and an encouragement and strength so for the next generation you can do the same. 
Now, the hardship may be different. You may not have to hop on a boat and sit or, or lay at the bottom of the boat or swim over from another country or whatever you may. You may not have to be a slave the same way. But you got to go through your season or lifetime of hardship so the next generation. Do you know a part of protecting the promise? <laughs> See, if, if you go to save your child from getting hurt, fire or earthquake or um, a plane is crashing the first thing you're going to do is grab your child with this mindset of I'll die first right all of us whatever life throws at us that should be the mentality is that you embrace it as it's a privilege look to be like Jesus I mean, say lie for a minute. <laughs> he said, if, you, if they persecuted me, guess what? They're going to persecute you. You're not greater than your teacher. <laughs> and he said, if you're going to have my resurrection power, guess what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to go through, as I did. The difference is, is uh, and he said, the same spirit that helped me through is the same spirit that's going to help you through. I think, I think as, as you mature, uh, you accept the realities of this natural life and you take them head on with the realities of a kingdom life. And oftentimes we get caught up in this faith thing and faith ignores, re ignores natural reality. No, how we face natural is through kingdom realities. Keeping our eyes fixed on things that are above so that we can truck through the natural realities that we all have to face. You must be a fool to sit, see, see Troy, what I understand is I need to get stronger now and develop habits now if I want a greater chance to live long healthy. I would be a fool to walk around and be like, nah, in Jesus' name, I ain't going to lose my sight when I get 85. I'm not going to get weaker. I'm going I'm to be driving when I'm 99 for sure. That, that you, by faith. But if you eating fried chicken all the way up to 99... You not only ain't going to be driving. And a lot of times what we do is in the name of faith, we ignore natural realities. Not understanding you could probably, it, it takes greater faith to look at a storm straight in the face. <laughs> not turn your head. Jesus says, oh, you a little faith. You could have spoke to this storm. <laughs> All right. You've rescued. You satisfied my every desire with good things. You've supercharged my life. You supercharged my life. You supercharged my life. You supercharged my life so that I soar again. 
See, we serve a God that restores. He says, like a flying eagle in the sky, you're a good God. You're a God who makes things right, giving justice to the defenseless. Lord, you're, you're, you're so kind and tenderhearted to those who don't deserve it. And so patient with people who fail you. Your love is like a flooding river overflowing into its banks with kindness. Why did I pause? Because, because look, I got, I got a lot to give today for you guys, but I wanted to pause in this intersection of the message and really, I want to shift our mind ending the year of not only how far God has brought us, but we can't remember what he's done this year. Moving forward, whatever we may face. Right? Look, every team know in the NBA, if they're going to get a championship, they got to go through L.A. They got to go through LeBron. And let me tell you, there's some teams that look at L.A. and LeBron and say, they all talking by faith. Oh, we can win. <laughs> We, we got this. Let me tell you. Because he spent time, Troy, on losing teams. And yes, he went over to Miami. He's experienced every level of controversy. And the one thing that's super dope about this dude, he has never been in the news. He's been in the news since he was 14 years old and have never been in the news for anything bad. See, this, 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 this is prosperity in every season. He's been thrown everything. How he's handled the media, how he's handled his family. He's been with one woman. What, see, I'm not going to be like, you know, he rich, you know, all that's being thrown at him. You know, he, no. He's been with one woman. And he set a pattern. And he suffered in ways that his child won't have to. He didn't avoid facing his storms. So here you go. How can you get, let me tell you, everybody in professional sports is good. Compared to they trash. So when you see trash players on the field or on the court, they trash because of who they playing against. But you don't get there without being great. But listen, there's levels. See, see you was the best in college. But now you went to a higher level where the game is faster. People are smarter. And here's the crazy part. As fast as the game is, players will tell you the game slows down. Right. <laughs> I know. Super crazy. Say la. The game is super fast because they only got 24 seconds to shoot. Opposed to college, they have 35, I think it is 34 seconds to shoot on their side of the court. And by the time they bring it up, eight seconds is off the court. So really they have 16 seconds or so to shoot. That's a couple passes. 
And so the game is constantly like this. But you will never be great without the ability to slow down. And it doesn't mean necessarily that they're slow. It means that they've, they, 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 they see the floor. They see movement. They are very intentional. And even if they're down 20, great players never panic. Being down 20 does not shift them no more than being up 20. <laughs> great teams. The best out of a four, four get, best out of four series, you down 3-0. Which means the other team only has to win one game to disqualify you. Great mindsets. Win four games straight. You don't win four games straight in the playoffs being down three games without facing loss head on. Without perseverance, without endurance. So as much love quest as we run around and talk about the goodness and the blessing and the favor that's on our life and the anointing that's all on us, there's a cause. You got to be just as anointed in controversy as you are when things seemingly are going your way. <laughs> I'll read you a couple more and then we'll level off tonight. Isaiah 55, as the snow and the rain that fall from heaven do not return until they have accomplished their purpose, soaking the earth and causing it to sprout with new life, providing seed to sow and bread to eat, so also, so also, this TPT, so also. Just as, so also. Just as, so also. Will be the word that I speak. It does not return to me unfulfilled. My word performs my purpose and fulfills the mission I sent it out to accomplish. See, see when you get over that his word is sent out to fulfill his mission, not yours. <laughs> See, you trying to get a new job, God is trying to get you in a position that is going to set your entire generation moving forward straight. Ooh. He says, for you will leave your exile with joy. For you will leave your exile with joy and be led home wrapped in peace. The mountains and hills in front of you will burst into singing and the trees of the field will applaud cypress trees will flourish where there were only thorns and myrtle trees instead of nettles these will stand as a testimony to Yahweh's renowned everlasting signs that will not be cut off John 10 10 why are these important because all these speak despite seasons. But I love the Lord because he is using nature as an example 
to the spirit life that we are called to live. He said, just as the snow comes to fulfill its purpose, it soaks the ground. It, 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 it causes it to sprout with new life. See, so you got to understand, you don't just get a good word. You actually have to hold on to it so it can soak through. Psalm 65. Water, we're, we're watering your soul, your soil right now, the soil of your soul. We're watering. We're just speaking the word. We're just speaking the word. What jaw-dropping, Psalm 65, TPT, what jaw-dropping astounding power is yours? Start at verse 6. You are the mountain maker who sets them all in place. You muzzle the roar of the mighty seas and the rage of mobs with their noisy riots. Oh, God farthest corners of the planet, people will stand in awe. Startled and stunned by your signs and wonders, sunrise, brilliance, and sunset beauty, both take turns singing their songs of joy to you. Your visitations of glory bless the earth. The rivers of God overflow and enrich it. You paint the wheat fields golden as you provide rich harvests. Every field is watered with the abundance of rain, showers soaking the earth, softening its clouds, causing seeds to sprout throughout the land. You're like, oh, this is so beautiful. Nature, nature, open your mind up. When he's speaking to earth, he's also speaking about you. formed out of earth the seed is sown into the soul of your heart so he's painting a picture of what his word comes and does in your life despite the seasons because if when we read later he's the God that controls the season he set the cloud he set the moon he set the sun whenever you go it says, you crown the earth with its yearly harvest, the fruits of your goodness. Wherever you go, the tracks of your chariot wheels drip with oil. <laughs> the Lord has never entered into a space in your life and fought for you without leaving his anointing for you to keep fighting. See, only artists may have got that one right there. Only artists may have got that one right there. The Lord has never entered into a space in your life, fought for you, and did not leave his anointing for you to keep fighting. Luxuriant green pastures boast of your bounty as you make every hillside blossom with joy. The gazing meadows are covered with flocks and the fertile valleys are clothed with grain, each one dancing and shouting for joy, creation's celebration. And they are there all singing their songs of praise to you. You don't write like this without a proper perspective of the goodness of God. Go read of all that David has went through. 
there's so much. Put up Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1. everything there's a season I hope all y'all following let me tell you the enemy will come and steal the word through a role the enemy will come and steal the word any way he can don't ever let a good reason to do something be the reason the enemy was able to steal the word. The Lord doesn't care about good reasons. There's no other way to steal your attention without a good reason. To everything there is a season and a time for every matter or purpose under heaven. Keep going. A time to be born and a time to what? Die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. Pause. There is a season for everything. Everything has a beginning and everything has an end. Except God. It's why you can't marry seasons. Because based on your posture between born and die, it will determine how you deal with the end of a thing. Right? You ever had that breakup with somebody? It's changed your whole world. Can't trust nobody no more. And that's not that person's fault just because they cheated on you or they left you. That's not their fault. It's your fault for not having proper perspective of who that person was. They were not your source of joy. They are not your source of hope. Well, I thought we was gonna get married. Foolish. The only certain thing is the word of God the only certain thing is God when we understand that we're only a piece of a whole and what God does through pieces represents the whole not just the piece when you have a good slice of pie, Troy, you don't tell, man, I had a great slice of pie. You say, man, I had some pie. That pie was bomb. Your assumption was that that slice of pie represented the whole pie. See, and you making everything you go through about you. But his word is not just in your life to perform for your slice of life. His word is, is in your life due to who you touch and who you are coming across. 
everything is not about your slice of life. But the ingredients in that slice represents the whole thing. That's why he says, the work that I started, I will finish up until Jesus returns. Well, God started a work in my grandma. She's passed away and Jesus still ain't came back. But the work he started in grandma is still going on. He he is still committed to the promises he gave to grandma. But they didn't start with grandma. They started with her mom and they started with her mom. And it started all the way back with Adam. And then it was going to Abraham. And then, and then it went on and on and on. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and on and on and on and on. And it's going to go till Jesus returns. He has a greater work that's bigger than your slice of life. Oh, Troy, and when we begin to plan, think, and decide generationally we'll see God move let me tell you all of God's promises are connected to two things number one eternity number two it's multi-generational if all you see is the blessings of God about your slice of pie it's going to be hard to steward that slice There would be no NBA without the commissioner planning for generations. (laughs) And when you plan generationally, you ready? It's slower. Legacy does not happen overnight. Can you go to verse 11 of Ecclesiastes 3? Yeah, we're going to pick up tonight. Tonight. (laughs) I was in key, wasn't I? right. Sound like I had on stockings. There's some coffee stockings. He has made everything beautiful. And it's what, Troy? Time. He he has made everything beautiful in its time. What if you saw your family, your bloodline, let's just take it micro. What if you saw your bloodline as one pie? just a slice in it that in the end everyone would speak about that pie not that slice and when you understand the work in your bloodline you will understand that legacy couldn't happen if everybody lived in the same dissociation of time, if everybody lived the same amount of time at the same time, 
when you understand that, you know, I look at my aunt and, uh, and see Uncle Willie, and we've had moments, we have moments, and he works out, and he's, but truth, the natural facts is Uncle Willie's getting older. My mom, as vibrant and young as she is, she's getting older. My aunt just passed away, who was the oldest, and she got another sister that's not my mom. And then um, she's the second oldest, and then there's my mom, and then there's uncle. And it's like, what happens is life, man. You're just, it's just this generational line. Right? And then somebody leaves. And what does that mean? You next. See, selfish says... Just stay right here. Just, just stay right here. But when we understand that we're all a pie, even if you cut the first slice out, there's still more what? Pie. You, you got to understand because one slice is gone. See, life has eaten that slice. There's no more to give. So if you want to keep the bloodline going, you actually need to have another slice cut. I thought about this the other day, Troy. I was like, yes, God has promised long life, right? Certain, certain contexts. And, uh, I'm like, what happens when your purpose has been fulfilled? You, 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 just, you just ride till the wheels fall off. So I look at Jesus' life. Yeah, we could say maybe he wasn't supposed to go out like that. He shouldn't have went out like that. But he said, man, it's finished. I've, I've come for what I came for. I'm done. Like, do I want to stay in all of this? Or I'm just saying perspective. These are questions that I'm going through. Because, you know, as a pastor, you've got to walk people through a whole lot of stuff. So you gotta, you got to think. How do you encourage people? How do you talk to people? How do you still stand on God's side when someone is like, oh, he let me down? How do you still stay? You start thinking, asking God for wisdom and revelation to keep people encouraged and deal with those who've given up on God and all that. But it's like... We've made God and life so tiny, and we've made life about us and what's making us comfortable. And when we marry seasons and we marry people and not marry God, then when it's time to depart from something, it disrupts our union with God. When if I had God's eyes, this is crazy. If I had God, if I, if I was on his side, I could see how it's best that separation happens. Because he gets more of me. But here's the crazy part. He's made a place for you and them forever. So what seems like loss here is gain there. <laughs> what
what's so crazy, we don't want that gain, though. We like, nah, it ain't my time. Bye. You gone. I'll get over it in a minute. But to live is Christ. To die is gain. Hard to wrap our mind around because we have not been taught or thought or what we do is we avoid until we have to face. See, but David prepared so when he faced, he fought. Shifting winds. Are you going to be found like a tree planted? Doesn't mean don't have emotions. But if you're not careful, seasons will shift your mindset of God. Seasons will knock you off of the race. And that's why Paul said, I fought the good fight of faith. I've ran my race. I've ran it. I didn't walk through it. I ran my race. I ran through cramps. (laughs) I finished. I got a long life to live. I know it for sure. For I got a lot of purpose. But it's his purpose. So ultimately, when God's done with you, I don't want to live a life God's done with me. He's like, hey, I mean, you can chill. You can go, go and chill, but I ain't got nothing on for you. Every day you wake up, God has a plan for you. Seasons come, seasons go, but God remains the same. Tonight, we're going to dive deeper into some of that. So we can close this year with part of this is like, man, God has been so awesome this year, every year. But I think we're proud. He's proud. I'm proud of how LoveQuest stood during this season. I'm going to read the prophetic word tonight that was given to us just so we remember and we have perspective. We got a word and then a pandemic came and we could have easily shelved that word. But God has greater plans. So, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, no matter what the winds, no matter what the seasons may throw at us, you remain the same. And may we have eyes to see in every weather pattern, every season. I thank you that our slice of pie will be very tasteful. It will be very enriching to the lives of those that will taste and see. They will see that you are good. Thank you for generational momentum. Generational momentum. I'm so happy that we serve a God that never changes. I thank you we will not bow down or lay down step into cruise control 
but we are transferring, transforming daily. And we thank you in this last week of 2020, Lord, you're not done. You're not done with 2020, Lord God. You will have the last say, Lord. And so we stand in great expectation for you to do miracles so great. We thank you for suddenly. We thank you for buzzer beater. We thank you for shifting the atmosphere. We thank you for saturating us with your glory, Lord. Fall upon us in a mighty way, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with us by following us on social media at LoveQuestINTL Church. And join us next time as we receive another powerful right now word brought to us by our man of God, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy the rest of your day, and in the meantime, get your love fixed, man.